Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... is a plant with a darkly colorful history. In ancient times, it was used as a narcotic for healing bones and as an anesthetic. It was also considered to form the basis for an excellent love potion. But there was just one problem. When torn from the ground, so folklore has it, it would emit such a piercing scream that any living mortal hearing it went mad or died. What was that? Inspector, we must go to the manor at once. I'm afraid we may be too late. You think someone else has been lured to his death? Yes. That's just an old wives' tale, Inspector. I say those people are being murdered. Our mystery drama, The Shriek of the Mandrake was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Percy Granger and stars Anne Williams. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There is no remedy for love but to love more, said Thoreau. It's a pretty sentiment but hardly helpful to the person who finds himself or herself ensnared in a destructive affair in which the only possible happiness can be escape. But how does one escape from the headstrong and irrational demands of the heart? New relationships? Travel? Work? Our story is about a prominent young woman who would seem to have all these distractions going for her. Good evening. I'm Virginia Stewart. Oh, yes, I recognize you from your films. Come right in. Oh, thank you. You must be Mr. Coombs. <laughs> oh, what a lovely, quaint little inn this is. You know, this is my first trip to England. Your room is upstairs. That's all the baggage you have. Yes. Well, I never thought a film star would travel so light. All right, follow me. I, uh... I suppose the rest of the cast and crew has already arrived. They've gone to dinner in the village, all except that William Boyer all the women drool over. <laughs> he ain't arrived yet. Well, we drove up together from London. Oh. So where is he then? He's gone to have a look at the old manor where we'll be making the film. By himself? Yes. Oh. If he knows what's good for him, he won't stay there long. Why? Here's your room, the bath at the end of the hall, and sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, you're not happy we're here, are you? No, I'm not. This was a peaceable place before you and your film crew showed up. Now we'll be overrun by all manner of curiosity seekers. Well, it should be good for business, at least. Well, there's more to life than business. Uh, hello. May I come in? Oh, 
I'm sorry I didn't mean to startle you. I'm Denton Norris. Oh, the author of our marvelous script. And the marvelous book from which the marvelous script was made. <laughs> well, you'll excuse me. <laughs> He's a charming fellow. Who is he? Mr. Coombs. He runs the inn. <laughs> Aren't you staying here? No, I guard my solitude. I've taken a room in the village. I was just driving about, and I stopped here in hopes of meeting you. Well, will you forgive me if I unpack? Oh, should I go? I, um... No, 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 please stay. <laughs> I'd rather not be left alone. This English countryside can be pretty gloomy. <laughs> I promise to set my next script on the French Riviera. Oh, um, uh, Mr. Norris, uh, is there something the matter with the house where we're filming? Wicklow Manor? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Thanks to our director, Jake Weller's grim sense of humor, we are shooting in a house that apparently is possessed. You mean haunted? It seems the original resident, a Thomas Foxgrove, was jilted by his mistress some four centuries ago. In revenge, he tricked the lady into plucking a mandrake root to make a love potion for her new bowl. The mandrake shrieked, as mandrakes are reported to do, and the poor lady went dutifully mad. Thomas Foxgrove, in remorse, threw himself to his death from the tower which is attached to the house. Oh, dear. Anyway, ever since then, it's been claimed that Thomas's ghost haunts the place, enticing poor souls to their deaths in the same grisly manner. And people have actually died? Oh, yes, about half a dozen, all told, I believe. Hmm. And always, so the legend goes, the mandrake's shriek is heard to echo across the moors. If you ask me, I'd say the story's been exploited by persons looking for a convenient way to do in their enemies. <laughs> you were seeing a lot of William Boyer in London, weren't you? What? Oh, oh. oh yes, he, uh, he likes to be on intimate terms with all his leading ladies. Oh, and you? I made it clear to him I'm here to work. The last thing I want now is an emotional attachment. Ah, in that case, you have nothing to fear from the legend of Wicklow Manor. Why? Well, apparently the only people vulnerable to the ghost's suicidal invitation are those unhappy in love. Oh. Something wrong? Oh, uh, I... No, nothing. Oh, but something in your suitcase there, that photograph. It, it, it's only... I didn't know it was there. Just the sort of thing he would do. That's a handsome man. No, I'm afraid the photograph doesn't tell the full story. He's your boyfriend? Was. You, uh... You don't sound very convinced. <laughs> well, well, Larry is the kind of person one can't easily forget. He was demanding, self-centered, ruthless. But utterly charming. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I think I know the type. Impossible, but irresistible. Worst of all, he was impossibly jealous. Oh, <laughs> oh please, let's talk of something else. Oh, I am so nervous about starting this new film. I've never worked with Jake Weller before. Is he anything like his reputation? Well, if you like to play poker and shoot pool, the two of you will get on just fine. Oh, oh Mr. Norris, I think you've written a beautiful script. It's rare even in this day and age to find a story in which the heroine controls her own destiny. Well, thanks. I try to keep up. Well, I'm the, I'm the one who owes you thanks. It was your script that finally gave me the courage to confront Larry. I guess I'd known all along it could never work out between us. His kind of is incapable of forming genuine attachments. 
But he's he's so passionate and and persuasive. Miss Stewart, are you in there? Who's that? <laughs> Sounds like Jake Weller, our director. I'll get it. Hello, Jake. Denton, what are you doing here? Oh, I came by to introduce myself to Miss Stewart. Uh, Inspector, come on up. I've got two of them. Inspector? Jake, what's wrong? It looks like we're going to have a delay in our shooting schedule. Oh, in here, Inspector. This is Denton Norris. He wrote the script, and that's Virginia Stewart. She's an actress. Uh, this is Inspector Haversham. He's the local constabulary. Well, is, is something wrong? Uh, William Boyer is dead. What? What happened? It appears to have been a suicide, Miss Stewart. Suicide? William Boyer? Mm, he was found at the base of Wicklow Tower. He fell? Mm, so it seems. Miss Stewart, Mr. Weller says that you and Mr. Boyer drove up together from London. Yes. You were probably the last person to see him alive. What sort of spirits was he in? Oh, he, he was very excited about, about starting work tomorrow. Mm. What about his, uh, his personal life? His personal life? Well, anything that might possibly have been a, a source of frustration? Uh, uh, no. I'll tell you exactly what happened, Inspector. He was murdered. An athletic guy like Boyer wouldn't slip. And he was too healthy-minded to take his own life. Murder is, of course, a possibility. Mr. Norris, did you know the deceased? Well, Boyer starred in my last script, but I don't kill people for failing to understand my characters, Inspector. Hmm. Can you account for your whereabouts in the past two hours, uh, Mr. Norris? Well, I've been with Miss Stewart for perhaps 15 minutes. And before that? I was driving about the countryside. Alone? Yes. Did you stop anywhere? Is there anyone who might be able to verify your movements? Why, no, Inspector. There, there isn't. Uh, Mr. Weller, is there anyone else connected with your company? No. The rest of the cast and crew were all with me at dinner in the village. Inspector? Who found William's body? Mr. Perkins. He's a retired ornithologist. He was in the woods near the manor, making tape recordings of the birds there when he heard a piercing shriek from the direction of Wicklow Manor. He went to investigate and found the body. Well, did Mr. Perkins get a recording of this shriek? He did. He gave it to me here in his uh, tape machine. Could we hear it? I certainly... for Mr. Boyer's death. Well, now, you don't take that legend seriously, do you, Inspector? No, I don't, Mr. Norris. <clears throat> Mr. Weller, if you'd be so kind as to furnish me with a tape of Mr. Boyer's voice, I'll run a voice scan of his voice to compare it to the scream. If the scream came from the deceased's throat, I'll presume suicide. If not, I presume murder. Yeah. Good evening. Now, what are we going to do, Jake? Well, we'll hold a memorial service tomorrow morning and begin shooting in the afternoon. Begin shooting? How can you? Simple. We'll film around Boyer's scenes until we come up with a replacement. I believe you would have preferred James Cadell in the role all along, wouldn't you, Denton? 
See you in the morning. How can he be so callous? Oh, he's covering Virginia. Jake liked Bill Boyer a lot. He wasn't much of an actor. Oh, forgive my saying so at a time like this. But he was one heck of a man. Jake sometimes gets the two confused. What do you suppose could have happened? I don't know. But I sure am glad the script I wrote only calls for daytime shooting. Cut! Well, finally, we got a take we can print. It's a wrap. I'm sorry, Mr. Weller. I found it very hard to concentrate today. It's okay, it's okay, I understand. Go back to the inn and get a good night's sleep. Well, there's our wandering screenwriter. I wonder what local phenomena he's been observing today. Jake? Virginia? I, uh, I've just been to the police station. They ran a test on that tape. It wasn't Boyer's voice. So I was right. He was murdered. Unless you want to believe that legend. Virginia, could, could I speak to you for a moment? I'll see you two later. Virginia, uh, there's something I think you ought to know. What is it? It was publicized that you were seeing a lot of Boyer last week in London, wasn't it? Of course. There are always photographers around. Why? Well, I... I was having lunch today in one of the pubs in the village. I noticed a man talking to the bartender, and I knew at once that I'd seen his face before. Where? In that photograph you found in your suitcase. Larry? Virginia Stewart had come to England hoping to close the book on the previous chapter of her life. It would appear she has not been successful. One of the main characters, it seems, has no intentions of retiring quietly from the scene. Yet Virginia is determined to have him out of her life once and for all. At least, that's what she says. I shall return shortly with Act Two. reputed to have the ultimate persuasive power, that of enticing certain suggestible persons to their deaths. A young woman attempting to put behind her an unhappy love affair, one man dead in the precise manner prescribed by legend, another man fleetingly glimpsed who might be the woman's estranged lover. We enter Act Two with a number of possibilities. Mr. Norris, you have to be mistaken. It couldn't have been Larry, you saw. Virginia, I don't forget faces. Observing people is second nature to me. But Larry is in California. Besides, you only saw his photograph. Look, be honest with me. Is the photograph a good likeness? Well, yes. And is this the sort of thing he would do, follow you like this? He's not the kind to give up easily, Mr. Norris. He's very proud. When I told him our relationship was over, he, he reacted as if I'd insulted him. Then he tried to ply me with doubts. He told me he was in my blood, that I might hate him, but I would never stop loving him. And? I don't know. It was never easy with Larry, but it was never boring either. If he really is here, Mr. Norris, I don't know what I'm going to do. I I never thought he'd go so far as to follow me to England. Would he go so far as to commit murder? You think he might have had something to do with William's death? 
Virginia, you told me yourself he was insanely possessive. I didn't say insanely. And it was in the society pages of all the London papers that you and Boyer were seeing. Well, yes, but there was nothing romantic about it. Larry wouldn't have had any way of knowing that. I even remember reading an interview you did in the Morning Telegraph, in which you stated you thought your working relationship with William Boyer was going to be better than any of your previous male co-stars. Now, what kind of effect would a statement like that have had on Larry? But, but the inspector said it was suicide. The scream on that tape recorder didn't come from Boyer, remember? That means it had to come from someone else. Or something else. Now, you don't believe Thomas Foxgrove's ghost really inhabits that tower, do you? I went up there today. Virginia, Jake gave specific orders that no one was to go into that tower until we had the film. I know, but I couldn't resist. Something seemed to draw me there. There is something up there. I felt it. Well, you were foolish to go. I, I, I stood there in, in front of the French windows where William must have stood just before... I felt my gaze being pulled down. Oh, you were just dizzy, that's all. That tower's five stories high. I kept thinking of the legend that only those who were unhappy in love were, were vulnerable to the spirit's influence. I see. Part of you is sorry that you left, Larry. The man you saw in the pub. But did you speak to him? No. Well, I want to know if it was Larry. Virginia, let's go back to your room and get that photograph. Then I'll drive us into the village and we can show it to that bartender. Evening. Oh, good evening. I, um... I wonder if we could have a word with you. Oh, you'll have to make it a quick one, Gov. You can see my trade is heavy tonight. Well, I, uh, I had lunch here this afternoon, and I noticed you talking to a gentleman. He was, he was about my height, but very swarthy. Oh, I talked to a lot of people. Oh, we have his photograph here. You recognize him? Hmm. He was wearing a tweed blazer with a dark turtleneck. Oh, yes, yes, the well-dressed chap, uh... And on a fancy cologne, too. It was the same man as in the picture? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Not likely to forget those eyes. And do you remember what you were talking about? Well, he just dropped round to thank me. He'd been asking me about places of interest here in the Shire. Oh, this wasn't the first time you'd seen him. Then. Oh, no, no. He'd been in a couple of days ago, making all manner of inquiry. But he's not from these parts. No. I'd say he was an American. Are you certain of that? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pisa. Yes, Mr. Pisa. What kind of inquiries was he making? Well, mostly about various buildings of interest in the area. The 8th Century Abbey down the road, the Blanchard House. And Wicklow Manor? Oh, yes. Oh, he seemed particularly interested in that one. Especially the legend. He quizzed me real close as to the particulars of that bit of superstition. Sure. I say... Ain't it awful what happened to that actor? But did he mention his name? A gentleman? No, no, no. Did he um, happen to mention where he was staying? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, should I tell him uh, you were looking for him if he comes in again? Oh, no, no, no. That, that, that's all right. Thanks, Mr. Peter. You've been very helpful. Yeah, you'd be surprised how often this happens. Hmm? What's that? Oh, folks traveling abroad and seeing someone they know from back home. And you know, the funny thing is, most of the time, you can tell that they'd rather not have run into each other at all. You want me to take you back to the inn? In a minute. I need some air. 
Virginia, what do you think? But did you tell Inspector Havisham about this? No, 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 no. I thought I should tell you first. What do we do now? Well, I think you know the answer to that as well as I do. Turn this photograph over to Inspector Havisham and tell him everything. And just what is everything? If what you've told me about Larry is true, he has not only the motive but the temperament to have killed William Bowen. Well, that's a lie. Now, Larry would never do such a thing. But, Virginia, I know. But how can you possibly think you know him on the on the basis of a few words I spoke in anger? It seemed to me you were anything but angry that you weighed your words pretty carefully. Well, it's my fault we broke up. I should have been willing to give it another chance. Larry knows that. He knows I'll be back. So why should he want to kill anyone, even if he were capable of it? Nevertheless, if, he, if he's here, we have an obligation to inform the police. Well, yes. Well, now, that's the key word, isn't it, Mr. Norris? If. You showed the photograph to Mr. Pisa yourself. You saw his reaction. Yes, I did. Didn't I? That was very nicely executed. What? Well, how do I know you didn't just, just plan this all out in advance? Now, why would I want to do a thing like that? Well, all my life, everyone has always thought they knew what was best for me. Every man I dated wanted to, to improve my mind. You know why I love Larry? Because at least he accepted me for who I am. Sometimes that's not enough. My closest friends never understood. I was always having to, to justify and apologize. Well, I am tired of doing that. And I won't listen to you, a, a perfect stranger, stand there and presume to tell me my own mind. I want to go back to the inn. had anything to eat. <laughs> Miss Stewart. Oh. oh, Mr. Coombs, you frightened me. That's obvious, all right. Well, what did you think of Wicklow Manor? I don't think I'm any happier about us being here than you are. Good night, Mr. Coombs. Uh, I've, I've got a note for you. Who is it from? Mr. Weller. I was on my way to put it under your door. Hmm. He wants to see me. That's right. His room's down the hall, number 11. Come Mr. Weller? Ah, come in, Miss Stewart. Close the door. Mr. Coombs gave me a note. Is something the matter? <laughs> He's a character, isn't he? Hmm. He obviously despises every one of us. Well, at least you know where you stand with someone like that, don't you? What do you mean? You don't think a great deal of me, do you? Well, I've always admired your work as a director. But as a person? I don't think I've met you yet as a person. I see things that perhaps you wouldn't give me credit for noticing, Miss Stewart. Mr. Weller, I'm very tired. And I could see that you didn't think much of the way I reacted to the news of Bill's death. Well, Mr. Norris enlightened me. Norris? Mm-hmm. What did he say? You're just not the type given to displays of sentiment. That's true. I don't wear my heart on my sleeve. No, oh, excuse me. Would you care for a drink? Oh, no. Well, thank you. I don't drink while I'm working. Yes. You have that reputation. What? Of turning into something of a cold fish when you're involved in a film. 
I have that reputation. You save all that famous Virginia Stewart appealing innocence for the cameras, don't you? <laughs> You're pretty cold-blooded, Miss Stewart. In fact, I'd say we're two fish from the same pond. I think we understand each other. And I think we'll get along just fine. Is that all? There's something else we have in common. What? We're both responsible for Bill's death. What? Me, because I chose Wicklow Manor, knowing full well the truth about the place, and you... Because Bill was in love with you, wasn't he? You you don't really believe that legend, do you? I'm a romantic at heart, Miss Stewart. Much as that may surprise you. I believe in a great many things. Will you come with me to the tower? When? Now. <laughs> Two cold-blooded fish like us shouldn't be frightened, should we? Why? I have to, Miss Stewart. I have to find out for myself if there... if there really is a ghost there. If I really am partly to blame for Bill's death. I... I think you've had too much to drink. There's... another reason, too. Well, what's that? I'm... very... attracted to you, Miss Stewart. I'd better go. No, Virginia, wait. Look, I... I'm a very lonely man. Good night, Mr. Weller. Midnight, Inspector. What do you want? You uh, didn't hear anything? Well, I'm a very sound sleeper. Hear what? The Mandrake Shriek. What? Mr. Jake Weller is dead. <gasps> he was found at the base of Wicklow Tower. No! I'm afraid I have to ask you to come down to police headquarters. Me? Why? Uh, Mr. Coombs says that you went to see Mr. Weller in his room earlier this evening. Yes? In the span of barely 24 hours, two men have died identical deaths. In both instances, you were the last person to see them alive. Someone once said that we are fascinated by the mystery of a detective story... Because we are all full of crime, only we don't dare. Could it be that we're fascinated by the ghost story for a similar reason? That no matter what the scientific bent of our minds, in our inmost souls, we're all as full of superstition as our primitive ancestors. Of course, at this point, we still don't know which kind of story we're dealing with. Detective or ghost? We shall find out when I return shortly with our final act. Be kind to the people you meet on the way up because you never know who you might meet on the way down. 
That's an old show business maxim. We have no way of knowing if Jake Weller's and William Boyer's conduct during their rise to fame was exemplary, but more to the point, we don't know who they met on the way down, or rather, who or what they encountered at Wicklow Tower that precipitated their untimely falls. Inspector Havisham has taken Virginia to police headquarters and has sent for Denton Norris. Inspector, I came as quickly as I could. Your man told me what happened. I'm sorry to have to arouse you at such an unseemly hour, Mr. Norris. Oh, Virginia, what are you doing here? The inspector thinks I'm the murderer. I didn't say that, Miss Stewart. But you were the last person to see them alive, so far as we know. You saw Jake after I left you off? He asked me to come to his room. He wanted to talk. About what? A number of things. I can't remember. He was drunk. Drunk? Well, just a little, I think. There's your explanation, Inspector. If Jake was drunk, he probably lost his balance and fell. Perhaps. But we aren't dealing with one murder. We're dealing with two. Miss Stewart, uh, forgive my having to ask this, but was Mr. Weller interested in you... Romantically. No, of course not. You're absolutely certain of that? Well, he did say he was lonely. I see. Oh, now, Inspector, you're not trying to manufacture another disillusioned lover for the Tower's ghost, are you? Uh, Legends do have a way of being self-fulfilling, Mr. Norris. Especially if the person involved is susceptible. Virginia, forgive me, but I'm afraid the time has come. What for? going to have to tell him. Oh, no, you're wrong. Oh, tell me what. I think we may know the man you're looking for. You don't know the man you saw with Larry? Larry? Well, he's an uh, acquaintance of Miss Stewart's. I saw a man very much resembling him at the Quail and Raven pub at noon today. And can you describe him to me? Virginia, is that photograph still in your purse? Oh, yes. Uh, here, here it is, Inspector. Hmm. Uh, what motive could this person have for murdering the two men? Jealousy. Hmm. Mr. Stewart, is that true? Larry? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think anymore. Well, I'll have my men familiarize themselves with this snapshot. If he's anywhere in the area, he'll be picked up soon enough. I suppose that's all for now. Though I would like both of you to keep yourselves available for further questioning. Uh, Virginia, I'll drive you back to the inn if you like. Thank you. Oh, Inspector? Yes, Miss Stewart? When you're finished with that photograph, could I have it back? Well, I guess they'll have to cancel the film now. I don't care. I just want to get away from this place. I'm sorry, Virginia. I, I had to tell them. Oh, it's okay. You did what you thought was right. I couldn't bear to have you mad at me. If Larry is here, he could be questioned. And if he's innocent, he has nothing to fear. You are upset. Oh, of course I'm upset. To think the man I love might be capable of murder. Well, under the right circumstances, I think all of us are capable. Do you? Oh, yes. But if... If Larry did kill them because he was jealous, I, I don't understand it. What? Well, I've spent as much time with you as anyone. If Larry is watching me, why hasn't he tried to kill you? Ah, I haven't gone to the tower. Still, 
almost enough to make one believe the legend. Oh, why? William and Mr. Weller both wanted something from me. You don't. Mr. Norris, I I want to apologize for my outburst this afternoon. I have no right to lose my temper. It's all right. I should have been more more tactful. No. Your suspicions are very honest. You've been kind to me. I need that just now. Oh. What's the matter? Don, I meant to take that turn off we just passed. Why? To approach you in from the other direction. Well, I mean, this way we'll go right past Wicklow Manor, and I shouldn't think you'd want to see it now in the middle of the night. I'll just back up. No, no, don't. Look. You can see it from here. Now, Virginia, you're only going to scare yourself. Mr. Norris, I want to climb that tower. Oh, don't be silly. Well, I, I couldn't get back to sleep now. Not after what's happened. Why? I can't stand this uncertainty. I think I'm being driven mad. If it is Larry, I want to know. There is one way we could find that out. How? If I went up that tower alone... No. I have a revolver back in my room. No, Mr. Norris, it's too dangerous. I I wouldn't think of letting you risk that. Please. Now, you must get me back to the inn right away. All right. But I'll call on you first thing in the morning to make sure you're okay. No. Now, now you mustn't see me anymore. Why not? Look, if Larry is here, if he is watching me, he could draw the wrong conclusion. He might think you've taken a romantic interest in me as well. I couldn't ever forgive myself if anything should happen to you. Virginia... Now, please. Now, start the car. Don't you realize that your life is in danger? No, please, Virginia. I... I started to tell you yesterday that I was grateful for what you said about my script. I've, um... I've been going through a rather difficult period recently, a condition known to the outside world as writer's block. It's a crisis far more awful than, than you might imagine. A fear that the very talent by which one makes his living might just simply have vanished. I'm sorry to hear that. But what does that have to do with me? (laughs) You see, from the moment we met, I've begun to feel better about myself. I can't explain why, except to say that I I know it's a feeling necessary to my work. Mr. Norris, please stop. Every word you're saying could be putting your life in greater jeopardy. No, it's not, Virginia. What? You think I'm too old for you, don't you? That's the real problem, isn't it? Mr. Norris. But I'm not. I'm intelligent. I'm sophisticated. And, and Virginia, I, I need you. Mr. Norris, please start the car. Where's my key? Hey, Miss Stewart, finally you're back. Thank you, Mr. Coombs. I-, I must have left my outside key upstairs. I suppose you people will have to stop making that film now, won't you? Now that you lost your leading man and your director. Well, that should make you very happy, shouldn't it? Does indeed, Jim. I'm sorry if I woke you up. Oh, that's all right. I've been waiting for you. You have? You had a caller. A caller? At this hour? That's right. He came by to see you shortly after you left with the inspector. It was a man? Oh, yes. What was his name? Well, he wouldn't say, but he left a message. He said he wanted to speak to you, and that he would be waiting in the room at the top of Wicklow Tower. 
Uh, hello? Is uh, anyone here? Hello? Hi, sweetheart. Uh, who's that? Don't be afraid, Ginny. It's only me. Larry? Oh, Larry, it is you. Why, did you expect it to be someone else? No, it's just... Well, so it is true. You did follow me all the way from California. Now, don't let it go to your head, Jenny. I wasn't going to let you leave me like that. Since when did I ever let you have the last word? Oh, Larry. It's been so awful here. Hey, hey. come here. Hey, you know what we're going to do as soon as you finish this picture? We are going to take off through Europe just like gypsies, huh? Just the two of us. What do you say to that, huh? Uh, Larry, I, I told you it was over. But why? Now... Don't use that tone of voice on me. I mean, I mean it. Like you meant it all those other times? <laughs> I don't blame you. It was my fault. I, I was behaving like a madman. I'd have left too, but that's all over now. Is it, Larry? Well, for how long? I mean, we just go round in circles. We exhaust ourselves getting no fame. But we live, don't we? I'll tell you what you want, sweetheart. And I'll tell you why you want it. You want a nice, stable, and predictable relationship so you can devote all your energies to your career. What do you mean? Because deep down, you don't like people. They frighten you. You prefer to deal with them as professionals, not as human beings. I, I, I don't think that's true. Of course it's true. You know it is. And that's what attracts you to me and repels you. Because I won't let you get away with that. I make you look me in the eye. Mary... Why did you have to come here? Just tell me how much longer you'll be here so I can make our plans. Well, the film will probably be canceled. What? Or at least delayed. Why? Two people have been killed. Killed? <laughs> what happened? They fell to their deaths from this room, from those French windows over there. Oh, no wonder you're so scared. Larry, why did you ask me to meet you here? <laughs> This place is supposed to be haunted, huh? You know about that? Sure, I've been here for three days. I got the whole story from a bartender in town. Oh, but why? It was a test. Two weeks ago, you swore you never wanted to see me again, yet now you're willing to come to me in a supposedly haunted tower at midnight. Larry, do you know anything about those murders? <laughs> of course not. No, I want the truth. Angel, why should I kill anyone? If I did, I'd have to go to jail and... Then we really would be separated. We're separated now, Larry. Say that again. What? Say that again. If you really mean that, repeat it. Uh, uh, don't look at me like that. Come on, Jenny. Let's, let's go down, huh? Let's get out of here. You'll feel better once we're out of this room. I mean, if your film has been canceled, we can leave for Europe in the morning. No. No, we can't. Why not? Well, the police don't want me to leave yet, and... And they want to speak to you, too. To me? What for? Well, Mr. Norris, the screenwriter, saw you in a pub this afternoon. The police know I'm here? I gave them a photo you put in my suitcase. But, but it'll just be a routine. That was foolish. I mean, don't you see what this means? They'll ask me to account for my movements, and how can I do that? Well, of course, they'll think I killed Boyer and Weller. How did you know who was killed? I didn't mention their name. Now, uh, look, don't start playing detective with me, sweetheart. We're getting out of here tonight. You did kill them, didn't you? Come on, let's go. No. Jenny. No, no, don't come any closer. You know that if I can't have you, then no one will. But I can't spend the rest of my life.
doing away with every man you give the green light to. What's that in your hand? Just a tape recorder. I'm afraid we're going to have to wake up the good inspector one more time. All right, Larry, hold it right there. What? Got news for you, sir. The good inspector is already awake. Well, inspe- Be careful. The good inspector is also armed. Inspector, how did you know that? Mm, you have Mr. Norris to thank for saving your life, Miss Stewart. Mr. Norris? I went back to your inn, Virginia. Mr. Coombs told me about the message and said you'd come here, so I called the inspector at once. What made you go back? Well, as I was driving back to the village, I began to think about my outburst, and I... I realized if my feelings for you could make me act foolishly, your feelings for Larry could do the same. And I had a feeling that the night was not over yet. Now it is. Yes. Now it is. Denton Norris was a writer, and writers, like actors rely on their powers of empathy to put them in touch with their fellow man, the better to create the characters they write about or portray. In this case, empathy was also responsible for saving Virginia Stewart's life. But what about her almost fatal attraction to Larry? A final word on that in a moment. What is it that sometimes attracts us to the sinister in people? Excitement? Danger? I'm not sure, but even so great a poet as John Milton, it is said, was irresistibly drawn to the character of Lucifer when he wrote Paradise Lost. Was Freud right then? That there is a bit of the outlaw in each of us? If so, it behooves us never to forget the ancient warning. Know Thyself. Our cast included Ann Williams, Ian Martin, Paul Hecht, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Where, where did they break in? They didn't get into the store, best as we can tell. Just slung a brick through the window and cleaned out whatever was in there. Which window? The one on Walnut Street. Oh, no. I'll, I'll tell my husband, Sergeant. He'll get there as fast as he can. You tell me well, Sherry. Oh, Gustave. Someone has stolen the Picassos. Mm. What Picassos? We have no... Well, the prince? Mrs. Carlyle's prince? Oh, too small, Sherry. Too small? You realize what this means? If those Picassos are gone, with no insurance, Pinochet gallery must make good. Where will I find $100,000? We'll be bankrupt. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant... Yeah.